ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, we are going back. How far back you say we are going back 35 years on March 29th, 1988, arguably the greatest year in hip hop. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince released the album. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the track list. We're going to talk about the impact, what our thoughts were on the album. And of course, you see that I'm not doing this episode alone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's back again in the building. I mean, he, the guy's a regular. I mean, the Queen of England knows his first name. Without further ado, my man Eclectic is back in the building. E, what up, man? What's up, everybody? Um, thank you for having me on the show. It is mm-hmm. it is me, Eclectic, aka <laughs> DJ Clicky Fresh. Um, <laughs> He, he he he's the DJ. I'm the podcaster. <laughs> What's good, man? What's good? Um, I'm feeling good, man. Um, it's 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 nice. It's nice here in the, in the studio. It's looking good. Um, anytime we're talking hip hop, it's hard to believe that we're talking hip hop that happened over three decades ago. Because um, I'm still young at heart, so I guess this I guess this came out 25 years after I was, uh, before I was born. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. 35 years, man. You're right. It, it does seem wild to think about this album actually coming out 35 years ago, but that's what we're talking about. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper uh, from DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, man, I don't even really know where to start. I guess we should start there. Like, we were young. I mean, uh, according to you, you were a baby, but you weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we were young. What were your What were your first memories of getting this tape or album um, and taking, you know, your first couple of listens? Well, um, hmm. so so what this DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was a discovery of mine on their mm-hmm. first album. Um, via college radio mm. and there's a whole story about me hearing this and my, my man totally dissing me but this particular album came out I didn't know it was out I went to the record store saw it since I knew them mm-hmm. I knew I was getting it so the other thing that made me get it is it was the cassette tape I got the cassette tape and when I grabbed the tape and I turned it over to look, it was dumb songs. It was so many songs. <laughs> and so this is when you didn't have a lot of money. So you wanted the most bang for your buck. Right. And I knew I knew the group. So I'm like, yeah, I got to get it. I've never seen this many songs on a tape. So um, I, had, I had to get it. Um, went, walked home, threw it in. And shit, I was listening to it. It seemed like for it the whole day, <laughs> um, but nah, um, it was a it was a good time. Yeah, man, I I, I concur with that. I, I I know I didn't get it when it first came out. Um, 
because my boy Jay Fresh had the tape, and then uh, Jay Fresh being as stingy as he was, he wouldn't let me cop a dub uh, for, for, for you kids at home, meaning I could not copy his tape. So he made me thus by not giving me a free copy of a tape, I had to go and purchase it. So I went to the record store, um, Ray's record store in my hometown of Florence, South Carolina, went in the store and got it. And um, I, much like you, man, I was really blown away at how many songs because songs, interludes, all of that stuff is on the on the track listing. So, you know, you, you don't really know all we were going off of. Was, all, all we could go off of was the cover. And once I saw the cover, I was like, OK, this is what's up. And, you know, I was familiar with Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And that's how we referred to them as Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, thus the, the title of the album, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. Um, so before we even start talking about that, I want to touch on that real quick. E. That was an era where, you know, in hip hop or rap at the time, the DJ got top billing. And this was one of the first groups, not the first group, but one of the first groups that I can remember where the DJ's name came first. So even as this album came out in the subsequent months afterwards, when people would talk about it, they would say, Hey man, did you, do you have that jazzy Jeff album? They wouldn't say, yo, you, did you hear fresh Prince? Even though I knew what they meant, but they would say jazzy Jeff, like some, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people wouldn't, wouldn't mention Will Smith at all. They wouldn't mention fresh Prince at all. They would just say jazzy Jeff. So around my neighborhood in Florence, South Carolina, it was known as the jazzy Jeff tape. So, Talk to people about the era of and why the DJ's name in this case on their album comes first before Fresh Prince, the, the MC. Well, the main reason is because the DJ is the most important part of hip hop. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the MC was came after the DJ. The DJ started the party. The MC came around just to keep the party going because the DJ is, is changing records and, and finding breaks. Um, and then it evolved into the MC. Now, because the MC is the one that's talking the most later on, that is, that is what happened. But you're right. It was DJ Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And before then, Eric B and mm -hmm. Rock Kim. Mm -hmm. And so much people didn't know who was who. They thought that Rock Kim was Eric B. Right. And um, you know, so it's 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 the DJ and it's it's a shame to see what happened to the DJ. Um because now anybody <laughs> it seems like can call themselves a DJ. And, and be billed as a DJ. And the, the weirdest thing is, the weirdest thing is there was no hip hop without the DJ. There was no MC without the DJ. And now there are no groups with the DJ. <laughs> there, there are no MCs with the DJ. It's, uh, he's the producer, I'm the rapper, maybe, maybe we'll be the <laughs> album now. But the DJ, the DJ just does parties, um, gets on the radio, or, um, or or has a podcast, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with, with with rhyme anymore. And that's a huge reason why I'm I've I'm disconnected from mm -hmm. a lot of the hip hop because um, personally, for me, I'm gonna like a song better 
if it has scratching on the hook. Mm-hmm. If it has some jigger jigger, I'm good. And <laughs> we don't have that anymore, and it, it, it's 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 not as dope. You could name everybody's um, DJ back in the day. Let's 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 play a quick game. Go ahead. Salt and Pepper's DJ. Spinderella. Mm, Houdini's DJ. Uh, Mixmaster Ice. Close. That's UTFO's DJ. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandmaster D. Damn. Grandmaster D. Um, <laughs> look look fat, how what UTFO into a podcast. The Fat Boys DJ. Um, whoa. Oh, you got me. DJ Doc Nice. Damn. It's a trick question because DJ Doc Nice. I don't Doc know nice, that I've never known that. It's a trick question because DJ Doc Nice is also the human beatbox. Okay. <laughs> so okay. He was also the DJ. Um, Run DMC, uh, Jam Master J. Um, here's a tough one. Here's a tough one. Nah, I'm not getting it. You're not gonna get that one. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll try it. <laughs> All right, that's the Sonic. Um, no, because he was an MC. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Fruit Kwan. Mm-hmm. Um, Stets, uh, was it Prince Paul? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you sound so disappointed. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it just you know, um, <laughs> Dougie Fresh, uh, Chill, Chill Will and Barry B. There you go, uh, Public Enemy. Come on, man, Terminator X, man, don't speak. He, he speak only speaks with his hands, Ice T. Evil D. Okay. And let's see, I give you I give you two more. Okay. NWA. DJ Yella and Dr. Dre. We don't count. We don't count dude. <laughs> and oh no. I'm gonna get now. I got two more. I got two more. I got okay. two more. Kid and play. Mmm. No, it wasn't Herbie. Damn. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The wizard in me. Um, oh, wow. I don't want to call them wiz, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. MC Light. Uh, K Rock. K Rock. And I'm going to tell you why I know that because that was my first street name. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now you had a street name. Everybody. So, so long before I was 12, Kyle. I was K Rock. Oh I was like K Rock for like, like half a summer. Is that was that before or after you became them boys? <laughs> Come on, man! I was never was them boys, man. Stop it, man. Let's, let's, You're let's, 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 boys. let's stick to the script. All right, last, um, last, last one. I'm asking. Last one. I'm go asking. Go ahead. Go ahead. EPMD. Um, DJ Scratch. Mm. DJ Scratch. Before DJ Scratch. Uh Kayla Boss. All right, there we go. All right, now I'm done. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, man. Um, that's that's a great little exercise right there. Um, and, and that just goes to show you, like, and it wasn't. I want to go back to something that you said before we even started and you know, get diving into this album. We just you just grilled me on about 20, 15 to 20 DJs, and I was able to name them like that. 
like that, like that. But if I asked you, and I know you don't listen to Drake, I don't listen to Drake, but if I asked you who Drake DJ was, you couldn't tell me. I would assume that Drake didn't have one. I will assume as well, you know. <laughs> I, I, I also ass- wouldn't be able to uh, tell you who produced any of his tracks. I also wouldn't be able to tell you what label he's on. <laughs> he ain't on cold chilling. Mm. I'll put it like that. Um, but I mean, like, that is the biggest, you know, rapper in the world. And I mean, for what it's worth, to your point, even Jay-Z, who's this DJ? We don't know, you know. Um so, I mean, at least I know, you know, Mr. C was Biggie's DJ, but that just goes to show you, and I don't know, maybe we stumbled onto something. Maybe that's a podcast for another day. Um, you know, the, the lost DJs, because the DJ was, you know, at this particular time in 1988, the front man, he was the headliner or got top billing, if you will. And then, you know, the MC moved in and then, and rightfully so, and that's fine. But now, like you said, it's about the producers. Well, um, they, they, made, they made the DJ obsolete. And, yes. and, and the thing is, I, I, I feel that it's the money thing. I, I think that the people didn't mm. want to pay them anymore um, because the thing is they're still needed. The DJ back in 87, 88, 89, they're out there warming up the crowd, mm-hmm. getting ready for, you know, so their MC could come out and kill it. Mm-hmm. When you go to any show now, what's happening before the MC come out? Some DJ mm-hmm. scratching and playing music. When, when during the pandemic, you're watching verses. What's happening before? DJs playing and scratching and everything. The DJ is still a vital part. Fucking... Yeah. Um, the whole country got reintroduced to D nice during yeah, the pandemic. The he, DJ, he saved a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So the DJ super important. It's just that the air quote evolution of hip hop music doesn't see them as vital as they were because as much as people want to say there's still this and there's still that, you got to find it and you got to look for it. It's not the same. It's it's mm. done. The The hip-hop that we loved is gone and it's not coming back. Mm. Can't argue with that. Cannot argue with that. Uh, you and I argue about a lot of things. One of the things that we don't argue about is the what we deemed uh, the greatest year in hip-hop. Uh, we both agree that 1988 is the greatest year in hip hop. And if you've been following the podcast, you know that we are going to touch on damn near every album <laughs> from 1988 that has not already been produced on this podcast. Uh, so in in theme with that, uh, we got to start here with he's the DJ. I'm the rapper again, released March 29th, 1988. Um this album was the second released album by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, total runtime of 72 minutes. Um, I'll be honest, you know, as, as we do these episodes and I go back and listen to, because somebody, I'll be honest, some of these albums, you know, I listen to songs, but I don't necessarily listen to them all the way through in, their, in its entirety. Uh, and this one, it had been a while since I'd heard it. And in the coming weeks, in the weeks leading up to this, uh, I've been listening to it. And 
I don't think I realized when the album came out that it was 72 minutes long. But now being able to listen to it without, uh, you know, having the means to fast forward or rewind, uh, it's definitely 72 minutes. Mm, um, like I said, I, I remember going back and playing this tape that it felt like forever. This this mm-hmm. this one release is almost two Elmatics. Yes, almost, almost. Um, again, it's their second re- second album that they were re- that they released. Uh, the first album, Rock the House, came out in 1987. Um, the songs that they released, uh, Brand New Funk, uh, that was released December 2nd, 1987. Uh, the ever-popular Parents Just Don't Understand, uh, that was released February 17th, 1988, just before the album comes out. And then track, uh, excuse me, the third track that was released, uh, A Nightmare on My Street, released August 1st, 1988. Um so let's let's get into the tracks, man. Again, seventy two minutes. Before, before, um, you, before ahead, you get into the tracks, um, two things. The most mm-hmm. important thing um, to give them their props: first hip hop music double album. Yes, ever double album. This is the, this is the first. So so when when someone tried to tell you that all eyes on me was, you can <laughs> you can kill them at the bar with this. Um, the second. The reason why I rem- what made me go to the record store to get this was because of brand new funk. Mm, I nice. heard brand I heard brand new funk, and I ran to the store to get it. Saw it, was like, yeah, flipped it over, whole bunch of songs, threw it in. Man, it wasn't the get it wasn't the brand new funk that I thought I was gonna get. But <laughs> but now let's go ahead and get, talk to the song. Yeah. The video version of Brand New Funk is the version that you want to hear. The, the, the album version is cool, it's solid. It's not as good as the as the uh, <clears throat> as as the video version. Um, this album went on to sell. Um, it went triple platinum, and it is uh, widely publicized that this album was, um, or at least Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won a the first rap Grammy for the song "Parents Just Don't Understand." Uh, in which the Grammys, in which they boycotted uh, because the Grammys were not going to televise them uh, the rap session, rap portion of the uh, of the ceremony live. And so I that mean, was... It's, it's, it was a farce, ladies and gentlemen. It was. It was, it was a 100% farce real quick before we get into we, before we mm-hmm. get into this before we deep dive and in, in, into this um um album and and this is highly regarded as that album the grammys and everything people the year that this album came out <laughs> strictly business came out by okay. epmd straight out of compton by nwa it takes mm-hmm. a nations of means to hold us back the Great Adventures of Slick Rick, by all means necessary, by Boogie Down Productions. Okay, so I'm just gonna give, I'm gonna leave you with those. What was nominated for the Grammy was <laughs> Parents Just Don't Understand, Supersonic by JJ Fad, Wow, Wild Wild West by Cool Mo D. LL's going back to Cali and push it by something pepper. 
Again, I repeat, strictly business. Long live the cane. Straight out of Compton. Follow the leader. Nations of millions. Ball is necessary. Easy does it. Life is too short. Yeah, going off. This marquee. Going off. The greatest adventures like Rick. And that's yeah. I that's, mean, like that's what was nominated. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I mean, you know, well, we'll, we'll get to parents just don't understand. But I mean, like that that kind of gives you an idea as what the competition was and what the Grammys deemed wasn't competition. And also um, the reason why the Grammys ain't shit and is why I don't really listen. I well, never you know let the statue. I never let the statue tell me how nice I am. <laughs> but that was the '89 Grammys. They did. They did it again in the '90 1990 Grammys, in which Young MC won for Bust a Move, mm. beating out Fight the Power, mind you. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. And after that 1990s Grammy that Young MC won for Bust Move that beat out Fight the Power and Me, mm-hmm. Myself, and I by De La Soul, the next hip-hop rap Grammy was 2012 when Jay-Z mm. and Kanye won for Otis. So from 1990 to 2012, they didn't pay any attention to hip-hop. Please go listen to the hip-hop uh uh, award shows on the Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. Okay, one question: Didn't a group from Atlanta win a Grammy for like Album of the Year or something like that? Um, not that I know of. It might have been a. It might have been American Music Award. I, I, I think I think the guys from Atlanta. I'll, I'll have to double check, but you may be right. But I, I could have sworn that they won a Grammy for Hey Ya. I could be um, wrong. I don't okay. know without looking it up. Again, I'm pretty sure it was an American Music Award or a Soul Train Award <laughs> or a Five Award or a Source Award, but it wasn't a Grammy. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll check. Um, anyway, uh, we just wanted to give you guys some context. Uh, again, March 29th, 1988, the greatest year of hip-hop. We're talking, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper, um, the album starts off with Nightmare on My Street. I'll be honest, I, until I went back and listened to this album, I forgot that this this song led off this album. What did you think about this concept and, and this song overall? Well, I didn't forget. I thought, uh, listen, I, I listened to this album a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But um, when it came out, we were big into Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, mm-hmm. And so... We thought this was we thought this was incredible, and um, and and the way the song went was 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 pretty good. Uh, um, Fresh Prince, Clown and Fred. I swear, at the end, we all thought that Freddie said, "I'm your DJ <laughs> now, pussy." <laughs> but but but. Everyone says now that he said Princey. Yeah. 
But that doesn't that go back and listen to the song. Like, I'm I DJ now, we was like, oh <laughs> shit, Fred is wrong. So if anyway. this had been anybody else, maybe. But Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, who did not cuss, but you gotta understand, there's no way he called they pussy. didn't have that reputation then. Mm-hmm. This is their second album. They didn't have this. We don't. <laughs> they didn't have the that kind of image yet. Mm-hmm. This not only did they not have that image yet, this is their second album, and this was the first song on the second album. We don't, we right. don't think of we weren't thinking like that. Was, we was like, yo, Fred Cottle. Right, right, right. Yeah, I love this song, man. I love the concept. Like you said, Nightmare on, on Elm Street was a huge movie. That series of movies. Um, I don't know how many nightmares there were there were. I don't watch scary movies, but um that that song right there was a great tribute to that. And you know, of course. Will and Fresh, I mean, excuse me, Fresh Prince and, and Jazzy Jeff just cutting up, you know. Uh, I love this joint. And like I said, it was a very interesting way to start the album. Um, then we moved to track two. Here we go again. What did you think about that one? Um, I believe this is my third favorite song on okay. the album. Um, love the sample. I love the the idea of the song. The idea of the song is basically we dropped the first one. We dropped the first album. Everyone called on to um, Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. Mm-hmm. They blew up and they they went on tour out of the country. And basically, they just got back to another album. And it's like, this one is this one's just as dope. So here we go again. We're about to do mm-hmm. another tour. We're about to mm-hmm. we're about to so so I really like I really like this song. Yeah, same here, same here. And and even to your point, um, according to the liner notes, this album was recorded in London. Um, it doesn't mention anything about Philadelphia. That's the only place that it mentions where the album was recorded in uh, Battery Studios in London. Um, so there's that speaks to what you were just saying just now. Um, but no, I love this joint, man. It, it, um, even really going back and listening to it, man, it just, it, it really takes me back. It takes me back to what I was doing in 1988 and where I where I was and, you know, hanging out with my friends and stuff. And we, we would just put this tape in and just play it. Um, then we get to track three, the aforementioned brand new funk. what did you think about that one? Um, love this song. Um, shouts to that. I can't live without my radio sample. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ready Rock C too. Um, that's a, that's well, I was gonna get to that later, but let, we can okay. get into that right now. We can get into yeah. it right now. Um, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince is a group of three. Mm, facts is DJ Jazzy Jeff. The Fresh Prince and Ready Roxy. Um, Ready Roxy, the human lindrum. They mm-hmm. say he, Fresh Prince says it multiple times on here. He says it's three of us, all for one and one for all. He, he says it. Um, and multiple songs on this is yo, Ready Roxy, give Jeff a hand. You know, and, and 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 Ready Roxy was on the first album as well. They were a trio. He's uh, Fresh Prince says, "There's we're a trio," and this was the last album that he was on. 
Mm. And I maintain this and, and people can argue. Listen, I know sometimes people are born later and they like different things. You like what you like. It's fine. But I maintain. Okay. They have not made a good song outside of summertime since Rady Roxy was in the group. Okay. So you <laughs> so you're saying on the subsequent albums there was no good songs from Name Jazzy Jeff. Me a dope Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince song <laughs> after this album that was not summertime. It's not, I think I could beat Mike Tyson. How dare you when Miami is out there? Come on now. Miami is a Will Smith song, and it's also <laughs> not better. Um, uh, let me Boom, see. shake the room. <laughs> is that what you're going to hit me with? You're going to nah, hit me with ring my bell. You saw my, my blinker. No, nah, that wasn't that good. Exactly. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah. The, yeah, you the, might be on to something. I'd have to um, look it up, but 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 um again this this was um the one of the dopest songs they had until i heard the remix mm-hmm. well be, but i heard the remix so that's why this is like my fourth favorite song on the album because the album version is still good but it's not it's not the remix mm. no that makes sense that makes sense and and i i think um I think I think there's some credence to what you said. I think the, you know, he's I don't and to be honest, I don't know that that I've ever heard any reason as to why Reddy Roxy was no longer in the group going forward. Um, he sued him. Oh, why that I did not know. Yeah, he's he sued him. Shout out to Clarence Holmes. He um, <laughs> that's his name. He he sued him um, and. For a third of the um, group's profits, mm. and they dismissed uh, the case was dismissed. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I, I'm it. I'm looking at I'm looking it up now. I I I stand corrected. I think you're right. <laughs> Outside of summertime, <laughs> hey man, listen. I'm looking at some of these songs, listen. and there's nothing there. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, nothing. That man left because Will Smith was, you know, hogging all the shit, and <laughs> and then look what happened. <laughs> so I'm just oh saying. my gosh! So yeah, I um, I love like you said the the video version of Brand New Funk is uh probably my second favorite song from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, but um, the album version is is very good. Uh, I love listening to it, and um, you know it, it, it's a jam, and it's a jam. It's 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 a feel good joint for real. Um, track four for me is one of my favorite tracks sonically because of the warm feel, if you will. And that song is called "Time to Chill." What, what do you think about "Time to Chill"? "Time to Chill" is my favorite song on this ah, album. There you um, go. Um. That makes you hot if you want into a twice as cold as ice. Um, that that sample is crazy. The whistle, I still do the whistle. <laughs> you got to. I still do the whistle. Breezing by George Benson, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at you. Sample. Um, I got a whole sample playlist. It's a whole thing. But um, now that song, and 
I think it's because it was slow. The Fresh Prince did did well on on slow type songs. That's why Summertime was so good. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this was my favorite song on the the tape when I got it, and it still is. Mm. Yeah, man, this joint goes. <laughs> and, and what and it's, and it it's, and it's it's funny because the way you open the the show when he said the Queen of Spain knows what my real name is. Mm-hmm. On that song, when I was listening to it, I was like, it hit me that, wait a minute, his name is it the Fresh Prince? What, what is his real name? And then I went, I went into the the the, the tape liner notes and looked at. I was like, all right, so it's W Smith. What the fuck? It was the W. Then you keep listening, and then that's how I found out what his name was. Mm-hmm. And that that's the thing, folks. Like, we didn't know people's real names back in 1988 yeah. uh for all i know easy e's name was easy e that's that could have been what his mama called him um and i think there was a song where fresh prince says my dj jazzy jeff aka jeff towns yeah, and that's how that i knew his name was jeff Towns. the magnificent jazzy jeff yeah because there like you go. you go you go and listen i mean you go read the, the notes it'll say jay tesla i was like okay well then that's jeff <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then, then another person is like, okay, they then yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I didn't know what Run's real name was. You well, know, I, I mean, I knew that because you know. I mean, of course you knew, but I'm just saying, I mean, like, is it's it, unless the MC specifically said their name out loud, you had no way uh, of knowing because we didn't have Google in no, 1980. No, no. Yeah, you you absolutely didn't know. Uh track five, Charlie Mack. The first out the limo. This might have been the first song that I've ever heard dedicated, dedicated to a bodyguard. <laughs> what did you think about Charlie Mack? You know, Charlie Mack was a was a mystery for mm-hmm. decades. And well, now follow him on Instagram. But <laughs> I had no idea who he was, what he looked like. Height about 6'6", six, six, weighed about 290. Everywhere he goes, Charlie Mack is right behind me. Um. He, he made it. He wants to kill him, man, because he wouldn't let go of his ego. <laughs> he wouldn't let go of his ego. <laughs> but um, we love this song. And and first up, the limo was mm-hmm. was, was was crazy. Um, it, it is probably the first song that was dedicated to to a bodyguard. Um, it might be um, the only song dedicated to a bodyguard. The only other song I could think that reference to bodyguard was uh, I don't care by audio too because their bodyguard name was Bigfoot. Bigfoot's oh. feet are very big. If you're a sucker, he'll help you dig your grave or maybe he'll save your life. Um Mike shot the sheriff. I took your wife. But um Charlie Mack it's, it's too much hip hop shit in my head. Pay me no attention. <laughs> um, see. But yeah, this this song this song was crazy. Because we didn't know who the hell Charlie Mack was, no, but we everybody was afraid of him. He made him sound like he was fucking Chewbacca. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if, if Charlie Mack, you know, my thing was, if, if this guy really is 6'6", 290, then why is he a bodyguard? Why isn't he playing for the Philadelphia Eagles? Why isn't he playing for the Sixers, you know? Um, but he really is, though. But he really is 6'6", 290. Um, and a very, you know, powerful person, uh, literally and figuratively, in uh, hip-hop, in, in the hip-hop industry. Um, but yeah, man, I love this joint, man. Charlie Mack first out the limo. Uh, and I think 
what was it? The first video I think I saw Charlie Mack in. I don't even know if no, you know what? I, the first time that I can remember, and you could you you can correct me if I'm wrong here. The first time I remember seeing Charlie Mack was in the intro credits to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I, I don't even know if they said that was him. I think I kind of put two and two together, and I was like, oh, that's that's got to be Charlie Mack. Um, Charlie Mack was in um, um, parents just don't understand. I believe. Okay, so that would have been well. No, that yeah, okay. So Fresh Prince of Bel Air came out, it would have come out after that. So you're right. Okay, so maybe, maybe that wasn't the first time I saw him. Um, but yeah, Charlie Mack, first out the limo, love that joint. Um, then we get to track six, another favorite of mine. As we go, a- as we go. <laughs> what did you think about as we go? As we go, so time to choose my favorite song. On the mm-hmm. album As We Go is my second favorite. This is number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a sucker for stories. Um, so this this had the story. Um, again, as I said earlier, I'm also a sucker for scratching on the hook. Mm-hmm. And so this also gave me that. Um and what what really endeared me to the song was the way it seemed like the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff was so close and it was like yo i got girls i'm calling them a man he's on his way over we do all this we don't like him we kick him out and then we still had fun that night um and the the whole the way the whole thing went um and the the sample was perfect Mm. yeah man i loved it um it just it even listening to it now it just reminds me so much of that era like he's bragging but he's having a good time and it's just i i know i say it all the time on these these uh retro reviews but it's just it's so much of a feel good story like you you feel good you're not when you listening to as we go you're not scrunching up your face you're not cutting people off in traffic it, it is it is music that makes you feel good and it, it you know takes us back for those of us who were around in 1988 it definitely takes us back to a more simpler time um <laughs> track seven the ever popular parents just don't understand. Um, which by the way, the beat, if you listen closely enough to the beat, is basically the same beat as what Will Smith used for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's intro um uh theme music. Uh what did you think about this? I'm at two thoughts. Um, first thought when this came out, mm-hmm. this was we thought this was the greatest song ever made. <laughs> Because yes. because you gotta understand the the thing about and this is a whole nother podcast, but the the reason why hip hop was so dope and the people that are old hold on to it so much is because this era was we all grew up at the same time, mm-hmm. so. So the rappers are talking about parents <laughs> and they're talking about going to school and they're talking about getting clothes for school. And it, it's just like we were, mm-hmm. we were all in the same boat. And even though if they're a little older and just got out of it, but, and we're still in it, that age gap, maybe it's five years. Mm, you know? And so it was all relatable and you listen to it when you can relate to something like that, 
you it means more to you like i i can't imagine and i don't listen i'm not a i'm not an authority on any current hip hop but i can't imagine too many mcs rappers right now talking about their parents or going to school <laughs> or college or or being being afraid of getting in trouble or you know I, it just doesn't seem like that was the thing but you can point to a hundred songs and in 88 alone that was that mentioned something like that and mm-hmm. so this song when this came out it was yo I, I understand this. I, I I I was one of the kids that was laughing at somebody's school clothes, mm-hmm. or I am the one that that maybe didn't take my parents' car, but did something that I wasn't supposed to do, and got and got caught, you know. Um, and so when this came out, we was like, "Wow, this is this is crazy." And then it got played out. Mm. And then they just played it and played it and played everywhere, it. and and then we began to hate it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and so like this is my second least favorite song on this album now. But when it came yeah. out, when it came out, this was this was this was crop of the cream, as DMC says. Yeah, and you know it's funny. Remember how we talked before? You said like you know back then you would have given it a five. Now it's a two. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I agree a thousand percent with you. Um, this song was, you know, against the parents. And I mean, like all of us could relate. You know, you you go in, man, I, that was me going in the store. Mom, you know, can I I want some Adidas and she's trying to buy me some zips. I'm like, no, I mean, I can't. I, I got to be fly when I go to school and I can't be fly because like Jordans were out of the question. Like there was no way my mom was paying $55 for some Jordans. Like, and you know, the the mere thought of <laughs> buying some cement threes for $55 right now just is so appealing to me right now. Um, but um, but yeah, man, it, it was uh it was so it was relatable content for us, you know, and we really had a ball listening to this song. But like E said, folks. It got played everywhere. I mean, MTV, BET, Black Radio, White Radio. There was you—you you couldn't avoid this song. And like one of my favorite memories of this song, and I'll never forget. <laughs> and I think I—I t- I, I may have told you this on your podcast before, but it's worth repeating. Um, I remember trying. I was having a conversation with my dad about hip hop, and. He was saying, well, yeah, you know, I love that uh, that Fresh Prince. No, he was like, yeah, I love that Jazzy Jazzy Prince. I said, no, Dad, it's Fresh Prince. He's like, oh, yeah, Fresh Prince. He's like, I love that Fresh Prince. He's like, that guy can really rap. He he doesn't do all of this other stuff that these guys are doing. And I was like, yeah, he's he's good. I was like, but well, he's not Rakim. And my dad really looked at me and said, is this Rakim guy better than Fresh Prince? I mean, I mean is he? <laughs> I mean, Grammys does Rakim have? <laughs> I mean, I I couldn't, man. I came so close to cussing my dad out. And I mean, at this point, I'm like 15 years old. Like, man, if you don't get the... <laughs> nah, man. How many times... I mean, how many times platinum did, did Rakim go? <laughs> so, yeah. And so the, the, that's my memory of this song, man. Every, every time I think... Every time I hear this song, I always hear my dad asking me, was Will Smith, was Rakim better than Will Smith? 
And I mean, like, I, I knew at that point, I couldn't tell him who Rakim was because there was no way I could put it into words because if you think that this guy's dope, Rakim will blow your head off, you know? So, um, but yeah, like he said, y'all, dope song nonetheless, incredible. I mean, it won them and, and, and catapulted them into fame and notoriety, if you will. Um, but most of us, I can't speak for everybody, but most of us got tired of it by the time um, <laughs> by the time this album faded. Uh, then we get to track eight, Pump Up the Bass. What do you think about Pump Up the Bass? Pump Up the Bass is not a great song. Mm. It is not a great song. It is... It's in the lower third. Um, mm. it's, it's not my worst. My worst is coming up for <laughs> for for almost for almost one specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Palm of the Bass, I mean, it did have bass. I will say that it did. It, it did have bass. Um, excellent use of funky drummer by James Brown. Um, but it was it was a song. This was a a filler a filler track. Mm. Yeah, I um, in going back and listening to it, you remember why you didn't like certain songs or you like songs, some songs better than others. And then you remember, you know, well, in 88, we couldn't skip songs. So, so you, I mean, you had the, you could fast forward through it, but I wasn't, I don't think I was really fast forwarding through a lot of songs anyway. But um, this one, it's okay. Uh, Jesse Jeff did have an excellent scratch breakdown oh, no on the song. It was no it was really really good. Um, at the towards the end of the song, it was crazy. But other than that, no. That saved the song for me. Um, if you take the scratching off of it, I could do it out the whole song. Um, then we <laughs> then we get to track uh, nine. Let's get busy, baby. What you got on that? This is, I'm just going to say that this is my least favorite song okay. on this album. Say, baby, you got some fries to go with that shake. Was the first thing you heard on this song. Almost unforgivable. And the way he said it, yes. it was just nasty. And then the the only rapper that I know that's better than Rakim, the Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> then he, he, he should have been on the top of the list with Rolling Stone. Then then comes in with the daggers, the the the, the lyrical miracle bars of bars. Listen up, Toots, I like your looks. <laughs> Oh, I, I, this, this song, this, yeah. this song was terrible. It was, it, it was, it was wrapped soon as I get home by Babyface. He was just simping <laughs> the whole, yeah. he was simping the whole, we go horseback ride that we could play tennis. <laughs> Shut up. First we eat crab legs by candlelight and, 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 and. And uh, sip Dom Perignon to the quiet storm. Gucci, Louis Vuitton, you want more? Gloria Vanderbilt or Liz Claiborne? This man <laughs> said, this man said, Christian Dior from head to foot 
the world is yours if you'll be my toots. toots. <laughs> I can't. I can't listen. There's only I don't one... think Tits has ever been used in hip hop before him. No, and there's him. only there's only one Tuts. There's only one Tuts, and the only Tuts that matters is Tom's girlfriend on Tom and Jerry, the white cat with the red lipstick. Her yeah, name's... yeah, yeah. That's Tuts. Everyone <laughs> else, we're not doing it. But yeah, this song's terrible. <clears throat> yeah, I concur, man. Um... I'm not surprised that this is our least favorite song. I knew this was going to be mine, and I knew I, I was pretty sure it was going to be high on your list if it wasn't number one. Um, tits. <laughs> uh, one of the things that you and I have talked about on this podcast, on your podcast, uh, and mentioned, you know, in different episodes, is that when sometimes we've seen artists go to the double album that there are a lot of filler tracks, i.e. All Eyes on Me, and so forth and so on. The list goes on and on. Um, this is definitely a filler track for a double album. Uh, I don't think this album makes Rock the House. I don't know. I, you know, some of the subsequent albums after this album, maybe no, it could make no, it. No, but... no, no, no. Let's get uh, Busy Baby and Public the Bass. <laughs> it's better than anything that they've made on the subsequent albums except for summertime oh Probably, my God. let's get busy baby is killing ring my bell i don't know let's give i mean he nah, said toots twice toots, toots can toots could not ring my bell yeah he said toots twice in a song nah, i mean that should a, get you banned already um i think this is where like i realized like in listening to the album again 35 years later where I'm like, okay, mm, maybe it wasn't as good. I mean, the, the highs were high and the lows, like I really couldn't get with the lows and that's okay. I mean, like, again, when albums last this long, you know, this is the difference when you listen into it 35 years later, wherein, you know, 35 years ago, you might've asked the young 12 Kyle and the young eclectic, Hey, well, how many mics do you think this is? This is before mics was even out. But if you said if somebody asked us, well, how many mics is this album getting? We might have said four, right? Uh, I definitely would have said four. But now, you know, you can't you can't get four mics with a toots on your songs. Um, so yeah, I wasn't a fan of that song, and and there are a couple other songs that I didn't really. They were just okay, and we'll get to them. Um, track ten, live at Union Square. Uh, this features a live performance of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince at Union Square in New York City. What did you think about this track? Well, before I get to that track, mm -hmm. on the cassette, not on the CD, and I don't think on the album, I think only on the cassette, after um, those fries go with that shake, um, let's get busy, baby. There was another special announcement, and on that was the too damn hype. Mm. Too damn hype, and love that joint. That shit was so dope. Ready Rock C started beatboxing, and they were the too damn hype posse, and mm -hmm. they would just go to each person and ask, "What are you?" And they say, "I'm too damn hype." Too damn and hype. That, 
And then at the end, they was like, yo, we forgot about Fred. And then Freddy Krueger come in. It was like, yo, too damn hype. They was like, what are you, Fred? Go, Fred. And so that was one of my favorite shits ever. And yeah, I got, I got to put that. I got to stick that in there right here. We want to let y'all know our motto for 1988. We are too damn hype. What are we? What are we? Too damn hype. A little louder. CD, I couldn't wait. I was like, oh, and it wasn't there. Mm. And so I had to, I had to, I had to fish my tape out and 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 burn it and trans transfer it and everything. But anyway, um, the Live Union Square joint was um, eighty six. Mm. When they, yes. when they yes. recorded when they <clears throat> recorded that joint, and I remember playing this. Um, I played this a lot because it had um, Jazzy Jeff Scratch Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Mm-hmm. And before then, I hadn't heard that song since, you know, it came out because, you know, my, my parents would play it all the time. And I was like, yo, because then he started scratching. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. And mm-hmm. it made me want to go find this, that song. I had to when it got to 45 uh, To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Um, and, um, it was cool. He, he did something that MCs, sorry, rappers (laughs) don't do anymore. He, he shouted out Grandmaster Kaz and Melly Mel Mm -hmm. and Red Alert and, and was like, yo, I'm young. I'm just trying to, you know, get my, get my stuff off. But he shouted out the older people. Then, then he, had um Jazzy Jeff scratchy had uh Isha Ready Rock Seed the transforming and the backwards and the, the he introduced the transformer scratch mm-hmm. and and it, it, just incredible Jazzy Jeff was submitted as the greatest DJ in hip hop all time yeah easily the the one thing that I one of the things that I one of the few things I have on my bucket list. I want to be at a party where Jazzy Jeff DJs. That has not happened yet, and I want it to happen. They so said that um, he was he's going to DJ Skylar's wedding. <laughs> well, unless uh, Uncle E's paying for it, because I can't afford Jazzy Jeff. 
Um, well, maybe King Jerm, you know, King, you and King Jerm, y'all got oh, money nah. like that. Um, Jerm got him on speed down. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, and, and shout out to you for bringing that back up, man, because I forgot. I totally forgot about Too Damn Hype because yeah. I, it was on the tape. And when you listen to it on streaming platforms, it's not there. No, nah, so I you gotta, you if you don't know, you out, don't know. Out. Yeah, you're right. Oh man, you you took you took me back with that one. Um, yeah, I, that joint I love live at Union Square. It you didn't really in hip hop, especially for guys like me and Eden. You guys have heard us talk about this when we when we talked uh, last year on an episode about concerts. We heard about these concerts, so we didn't get a chance to go to any concerts. So to actually hear a song from a live concert to me on an album, that was incredible. So like, I, I love this joint. Um, and I'm glad that they put it on, uh, track 11 features Jazzy Jeff, uh, the DJ on the wheels of on the, well, call it DJ on the wheels. Uh, what did you think about that one? Um, DJ. So <clears throat> this is still in the era where the DJ, would get their own songs to get busy mm -hmm. because again, the DJ is the most important part of hip hop. And so um, this is, this is one of, one of a few that let Jazzy Jeff just um, flex his muscles. This one, I think, I think is my least favorite, but it's still dope. Um, mm -hmm. He's scratching a lot of on this particular one on DJ, DJ on the wheels he's scratching a lot of rock the house, the first album. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's really, it's really good. Like this, he, Jesse Jeff has the greatest DJ tracks on the hip hop album. Um, hands down. Um, you don't skip them. That is how dope no. it, you don't, you don't skip them. And I'm a skipper. I'll, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? No, nah, I'm skipping. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just an instrumental, but it's 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 dope. Yeah, man. Same here. I, I like it. Any any time I can get Jeff scratching, I'm cool with it. Um, you know, it, it it was much like you said. That was the era where the DJ got his feature, his or her feature. Um, and on this album, you know, they, they let Jeff get busy, and rightfully so. Um, then we move to track twelve, my buddy. Um, what do you think about my buddy? When this came out, we thought that this was incredible. Look, anytime mm. it's just a beatbox <laughs> and a rapper in the 80s, you got me. Yeah. I, I don't anybody I, I don't know anybody else, but if it's a beatbox or someone rapping, that's that's hip hop to its highest hip hop stivity, as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. And um and ironically, this song is about how close Randy Roxy is. <laughs> and, um, it's called "My Buddy." Um, mm -hmm. And um, people um, back in the back in the eighties, there was a, a doll called "My Buddy," mm -hmm. um, and it was a, a girl called Kid Sister came out. Um, and so that's when I saw, when I read that that's what this is called, I thought they was going to sample <laughs> the my buddy <laughs> commercial music, but, um, but no, this song was so dope. And, and Freddie Roxy did the beatbox of, um, 
impeach the president. He, and mm-hmm. so he was the only one I ever heard do that. Um, and so, nah, it's, it's, it's dope. Yeah, man. I, it, it, this joint, man, like you said, it takes me back and it, it reminds me of what we thought was a knit, a, a tight knit crew. Um, and unfortunately, you know, like you said, Ready Roxy's no longer in the group, but, um, it's, it's, it's dope, man. It's dope. I mean, like you said, it for us, it didn't take much. A beatbox, a DJ, we, we didn't need much more after that. Um, then they turn it back to Jeff on track 13, uh, Rhythm Tracks, House Party Style. What do you think about this one? Yeah, see. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't like house anything. <laughs> unless it's unless it's girl loud house you you're mm. in my hut now other than mm. that <laughs> shout out to the jb's but the jb's but so the 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 beat and the behind this and there's a cartoon there's a warner brothers cartoon used to come on bugs money where it's a big dog named Spike. And it was a little dog. We're always just running around him like, yo, Spike, get a best Spike. We're going to go beat up a cat, Spike. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and that little do- that's what the Fresh Prince sounded like on this <laughs> song. He was so annoying. It was, it just like Jeff was just scratching like, man, shut up and let me mm. scratch. So this is my least favorite uh, Jazzy Jeff. Get it? But the the thing that's dope about it, because they were talking back and forth, and and Jeff he was like, "Yo, this Jeff, this DJ was talking trash about you. What you tell him?" And then he would, and then just Jeff would scratch what he told him or he, what he told the girl, mm-hmm. and then he said, "Go ahead and bite it." And he would scratch, bite it, <laughs> and, the, and the thing which was UTFOs bite it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I mean, it was dope. It was just the least. That was my least favorite one. Yeah, that's okay. I like this one. Um, I, I would have preferred if it was just Jeff by himself in, instead of Fresh Prince kind of calling out the commands, but I, I was cool with it. I was cool with it. Um, then we get to track 14. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. <laughs> what would you think about this one? <laughs> Listen, the impression is extraordinary over there. <laughs> um <laughs> This this wasn't a bad this, these weren't bad lyrics by um by the Fresh Prince. Um yeah, shout out Lando Clarissian in it. So um mm-hmm. it, it was it Lando. Was, yeah, it was it was okay. Um and and Jeff, of course, started scratching, which made it make it dope. Put up I am I am certain. Mm-hmm. That the Fresh Prince would not have been the Fresh Prince had he not known Jesse Jeff. Oh no, question. <laughs> so I think I, I don't think that's a stretch. It is not mentioned how important Jesse Jeff oh, is gosh. or was to the career of that man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but this particular song, I will say this. Mm-hmm. 
as a as a title track is is soft. It's so many songs better than this that's on this album, and this is the title track. Mm. But nah, it's, it's a solid song. It's a um, it's a it's a three out of five song, or two and a half out of five song, <laughs> two and a p. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It, it's 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 decent, man. It's decent, but I I think for me, in listening to it, I think by this time, I'm like, okay, we're kind of running out of because I mean we've already got. Jeff, you know, getting busy, you know, at this point, we're like, wrap it up. So I, I think one of my knocks on this album is that it's too long. Um, well, I don't think that it's too long. Mm-hmm. I think I think where this album suffers is the sequencing. Mm. So, so what they did, what they did is basically they gave us all of the rap songs and then gave us basically an album of DJ and beatbox. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that was the B side. Yep. So if they would have mixed them together a little bit, it would have been, it would have been fine. It's just that they just said rap, 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 rap. All right. Now this is all DJ and a couple of beatbox tracks. And now we out. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I think that is, I think that is the flaw. Okay. I, I I won't disagree. I will not disagree with you on that. Um and the album is, is slowly pulling into the train, um, train station, uh track fifteen, hip hop dancers theme. Um this one was okay. I I didn't hate it, didn't love it. Uh what, what did you take on this one? Well, this is one of those if you were still breaking. You needed this, <laughs> you needed this right. song. If he was in the rock steady, you needed this mm-hmm. song because he just basically was scratching over uh, Take Me to the Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was, it's, it's what it, it's what it needed to be. It was only like three minutes long. So, yeah. oh, I mean, right at it was, minutes, it was yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, track 16, Jazzy's in the house. Uh, another one where Jazzy Jeff gets busy, man. What did you think about this one? I like the fact that he was actually scratching the jazzy mm-hmm. in the house. Um, but this is just this is just another workout for Jazzy Jeff, which like in retrospect, and and maybe they would have did this, you know, if they thought about it or had to redo it over. A lot of these would have been dope as interludes. Yes. Just Short little interludes right. in between in between the, the next song. Then this this probably would have been a hip hop classic. <laughs> Without toots, though. <laughs> Without toots. Um, then we pull in, man. We got track seventeen, the human video game. What you got on this one, man? Boy, when this came out, listen. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, Ready Rock C's doing Donkey Kong. Oh, I, oh, and listen, hey, anyone that's listening, don't think I couldn't do it. Don't think I couldn't do the the beat the Donkey Kong beatbox because I could. Can you do it now? Nah, I mean, I could, but I'm not. <laughs> you gotta pay me for that. <laughs> you gotta, nah, you, you you cash app? I give you the. Nah, go ahead, man. You got to, 
<laughs> I'm over here about to choke, man. Let me get some water. I'll give you the... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Nah, what, what are we doing? You going to cash? Venmo? What we... Anyway. I'm going to send you nah. 12 cents. <laughs> nah. But um, this this song was... um, We loved this because we were, we yes. were definitely still in the video games. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that that man was doing fucking Donkey Kong and and then had then had Jeff nah this this was dope um and again the kind of the way this song kind of went was Fresh Prison Ready Rock City was really cool together and they were mm-hmm. real, real good friends and they would go and play play video games and he lost his mind when Ready Rock City played Donkey Kong and and then mm-hmm. he left the group. And they didn't do anything dope anymore. Yeah, man, uh, I love this. This is a this is a perfect closeout to the album. Um, I, you know what? In, in hearing it again after all of these years, I I wish, you know, in my mind, I wish we'd got more of, you know, something like this, because I, I I felt like they could have gotten rid of one of the 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 Jazzy Jeff joints. Um, and you know, let Ready Roxy do this because I mean, like, this is the last song in the album, and it, I mean, we knew Ready Roxy was dope, but like, it really like blew me away, and um, I still enjoy listening because I don't think we got that type of beat. I mean, we had beatboxes at that time, but nothing like this where they could, you know, just how dope he was was just really something different. But um, that closed out the album uh 17 tracks he's the dj i'm the rapper um i don't know man i I guess before we get out of here let me get your your final thoughts man it's been 35 years uh what do you think what do you think stands out about this album um the length the um, parents just don't understand and that time to chill exists Mm-hmm. Um, the people who were around when this came out, I have fond memories of this album. And for no other reason, they got a lot for their money, mm-hmm. and they got a lot of DJing from Jazzy Jeff. I'm I'm pretty sure that this inspired a lot of DJs. Um, oh, no question. And so, uh, I don't I don't think that it's better than Rock the House. I don't think I, I don't think I like it better than Rock the House, mm-hmm. but um, it's a very solid solid album. Um, they have two great albums, um, and um, then they suck. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I, Not I, I they, the rapper sucks. The DJ is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say this. I think. Um, even after all these years, this album still plays well for me. Um, I have my hangups about the songs that I don't like, but I think this is a brick in the wall of 1988, a very important brick nonetheless. Um, while it's not the best album, it is an album that I think stands up to uphold the 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 validity of the claim that 1988 is the greatest year in hip-hop. Uh, again, no, it's, you're not going to put it over um, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. You're not going to put it over straight out of Compton. But, if you're the Grammys, you are. 
<laughs> but um, it is still a great album nonetheless. And it's still fun and easy to listen to, to me, uh, some 35 years later. And I think what they did was they laid a blueprint and, uh, you know, their contributions uh, to the music industry, you know, cannot and will be will not be ignored nor forgotten. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, we joked about them winning a Grammy, but they were the first in hip hop to win a Grammy. And of course, you know, their careers took off. Will Smith you know, became this huge movie star and TV star. And he brought his, you know, his DJ and best friend along the way. Um, so no, it's nothing bad I could really say about this album. It's still a solid effort uh, from Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. And um it's a joint that, uh, you know, again, I enjoy listening to. If you have not listened to this album, be sure to go back and listen to it because it is, again, it's while it be, while it may be 72 minutes long, it is still a very good listen. Uh, before we get out of here, E, tell them where they can find you, where they can listen to your podcast, where they can hit you up on social media. Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast um, at Encyclopedia HH mm. on Twitter and Instagram. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on over there. There's um, hip hop awards. There's a story countdown. There's lists. There's drafts with Kyle. Um, there's a lot of things going on over there, hip hop related. Then you have um, the Eclectic Discussion Podcast, the EDP mm. at Eclectic Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. And there's a lot of 80s stuff there. Um, evergreen podcast nothing's old nothing's data you can get in anytime and um listen to everything and uh you'll, you'll have some fun you'll go down memory lane talking about some everything playing pencils and paper football and king of the hill and mother may I, <laughs> and, and, and school lunches there's other drafts and it's it's, it's a good time if you if you want to listen to me shoot the shit mm, facts and where can they find you on social media? Please don't find me now. Um, at Eclectic, at Eclectic, at Eclectic Podcast, at Encyclopedia HH, at Tweet Runs Life, at One Gotta Go, at <laughs> this man got so many handles. It's, it's ridiculous, but I gotta I gotta keep worlds separate. So, mm-hmm. um, like you find one, you find them all. This is true, and One Gotta Go. Can't forget about that. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys should know where to find me. You can find this podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. Uh, the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, make sure that you subscribe from time to time. We will drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. If you feel so inclined, hit us up on Cash App, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. Uh, that's going to do it for us. For, for, for my man eclectic i am your boy 12 kyle this has been another edition of the 12 kyle podcast looking back on he's the dj i'm the rapper 35 years later with my man eclectic and we're out of here we'll catch you guys next time five g's <laughs>